Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Today's scripture comes from Luke 16, verse 13. No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It is a challenge to hear difficult things. When a family member calls you out on something, when a friend confronts you and says, hey, what about this? It could even be a stranger. But when we hear these difficult things, it triggers something within us, and we become defensive. For those who are religious, they can have that same reaction when they read their holy writings. For the Christian community as well as the Jewish community, in the Hebrew Bible, there are things that we find in there that can push our buttons, that can make it difficult for us to, to take them literally and to understand them. When you read some of the laws that are supposed to have come from God, when you look at things that God is said to have done, the way that God is described, the way that His character is displayed, those can be really hard to take at face value. And some people say, well, then when you go into the Christian New Testament, then it gets a little bit easier. But let's not kid ourselves, because there are things that Jesus says in the Gospels that are really hard to read at face value. And the text that was read for us earlier is such a text. It is something that is difficult to hear. And the reason being is, for first, would be that it talks about money. And money is one of those things, along with sex and religion and politics, that it's understood that you don't talk about those things in public. Those are private matters. But yet, this text puts it right out there in front of us. Another reason why this text is difficult for us to hear is because there are strong emotions surrounding money. For those, for example, who lack money, it creates a sense of shame. So it's a shame in lacking money. Then there is pride in having money. And then there is fear of losing money. So again, those are very difficult emotions to feel and to experience when we talk about money. But I think the greatest reason this text challenges us is because of just simply the content. In Luke, again, Luke chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus has just finished in the previous verses speaking of, of a parable. And when he comes to the conclusion of that, he gives an example. And that example is of a slave and a master. And again, Jesus says, no slave can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. 
That's the example that Jesus gives. A slave has to choose between two masters. And then he says the following, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money, wealth. The slave, you and I in this example, you can't serve both God and mammon. You'll either love one and hate the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. This either-or, this, this stark contrast between these two, it doesn't feel right for us. I mean, we hear the words, but to actually experience them inside, they seem to disconnect. At times we may even ask, why is Jesus so polarizing? And that's why, when it comes to this particular text, that we have a tendency to soften it. We take out our file and we smooth off the edges so it's not as sharp. It doesn't sting quite as bad. And one of the ways to do this is interpret it in the sense of Jesus talking about pr priorities, or if you would, hierarchy. We understand this text by saying, well, what Jesus is really talking about is what is the highest priority in your life? What do you value most? Do you value God or do you value money? So instead of seeing them as being distinct from each other, it's a matter of putting one over the other. So it's God before money. Or the other way you can see it is not only God before money, but serving God with money, which then allows us to basically continue to have the perspective and our relationship with money that we had before. It's just we put God first and money second. But if we're honest, that's really subjective. That's something that is within us. And if we're honest, we like that. We don't want to be told that we have to choose. It's so much easier just, again, to see them as which one is more important? Which one do I value more? And as long as it's a private matter, I don't have to be challenged by it. Hollis Phelps, however, calls us out on this. He says that this idea of taking a text and giving it a different meaning than what it's straight out saying is not being true to the face value of the text. Listen to what he says. We make the text say something easier, something in line with what we already think, rather than taking it at its word. We'd rather blunt the force of a text again whether the force is positive or negative, then simply disagree with it or call its author wrong. So with Jesus, we'd rather downplay the severity of his claims about money, not to mention other matters, as a way to ease our conscience and justify our lives, rather than own up to the fact that we don't like what Jesus is saying that we disagree with what he says, 
that we think that he, what he says is actually ludicrous and impossible. But if you have a view of the Bible that it is from God, you can't do what he just described. So instead, we reinterpret it so that we feel comfortable with it. And what Hollis Phelps is challenging us is to be willing to either face it for its true face value meaning or admit it and say that we will modify it or we will discard it or we will see it as no longer applicable for us and set it aside. He calls us out in trying to find this dance between seeing the Bible as inspired, but yet at the same time, not really having to deal with what Jesus was saying. What would happen, however, if we were to step back and look at that text in Luke chapter 16 for what it just truly says? that you cannot serve both God and mammon. That word mammon, for us today, is probably best understood as either money, wealth, or the whole economic system in which we live. That's what that word would have meant for them in the first century in Palestine. So this idea of mammon being something that you could have to choose between it and God, you immediately realize that Jesus is personifying it. He's taking money and making it into a being, something that is alive, something that has power, something that has morality tied to it. And he's basically saying almost as if it's a god, and there's these two gods, and you have to decide which one you're going to serve. Jacques Ellou, who is a French philosopher, back in 1954, wrote a book called Power of Money. And he says the following about what Jesus does in the New Testament. Jesus personifies money and considers it a sort of a god. He does not get this idea from his cultural milieu. This personification of money, this affirmation that we are talking about, something that claims divinity, reveals something exceptional about money. For Jesus did not usually use deifications and personifications when he spoke. He's telling us how serious what Jesus is saying means in context of his other sayings. One individual said that the key of what Jesus was all about can be tied into this idea of mammon. Money, the economy, all the issues that he addresses come out of that. That's taking the text quite literally when Jesus says you can't have it both ways. It isn't about which one is more value. Either you will value the one and despise the other or vice versa. Where does that come from? In my mind, I imagine it comes from Jesus 
being aware of the culture in which he finds himself. The disparity in how wealth is distributed. How money consumed every person's life. If you had some money, you wanted more money. If you had no money, then you were looking just to have enough to survive. Jesus understood that the harm that this was creating, it was constantly on people's minds, either getting more money or saving money. It was, their life was all about money. And he understood the impact that was having on people and how they were valuing money more than God. But it was more than just more than Because if you see money in that way, then God basically goes out of the picture. Because mammon becomes your God. So 2,000 years later, where do we find ourselves now? Has this interpretation of softening down what Jesus was saying and trying to make it more of an idea of priority or hierarchy, God first, money second. Has that been working for us? Levon Neff says, no, it hasn't. She says in her book, we fight wars to keep money and to gain more of it. We damage the earth We deny social services to the poor and pay ever small wages for ever longer hours because to do otherwise, well, that would just be bad business. We don't enforce safety regulations or we outsource production to places with no regulations so we can make higher profits on cheaper goods. So if it hasn't been, the way we've looked at this text, if that hasn't been working for us, maybe it's time for us to stop and reconsider what Jesus said. You have to make a choice between God and mammon. So that's why in the next few weeks, we will be focusing upon and unpacking what Jesus was talking about. But I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Throughout these coming weeks, as we come to an end in this series, I'm not going to tell you which one to choose. At the end, you're not going to have a program to follow steps that you need to adhere to. If you will, there's not going to be a final answer because Jesus didn't do that for his followers either. Instead, Jesus took and made a choice and then he enacted it. And he asked his friends to do the same, to choose God over money. And so I think it is right for us as we enter into 2021 
to really stop and think about what Jesus is saying. Again, could it be that the core of what Jesus was about came out of this issue? And if it's true, then it is appropriate that we pause to reconsider our relationship with God and money. And again, there is no right answer because you will have to decide what that will look like for you. You will have to decide how serious do you want to take Jesus' words when he says you cannot serve both God and mammon. Let us pray. Our loving God, when we are confronted with challenges, with discomfort, it's easy to look for a salve, a salve that will, will take the pain away, that will numb it. Instead of that happening, grant us the courage to take the steps that are needed to confront this difficult passage, that we would find the time for introspection and enter into conversations with others about what it is that we are serving in our life, what is truly consuming our time and our passions, what is it that we value more than anything else and how that impacts how we live out our lives. So grant us this courage. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio empowering people to enrich society.